When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 everybody. Hmm? Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo? I think so. I, Because awesome. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Well, it's weird that you say that because I am <laughs> Caitlin Cut and I just dropped my microphone. Because <laughs> I am tumbling down a mountain right now. I am too caffeinated to be <laughs> recording a podcast, to be honest with you, but we're going to do it anyway. You know, in the early days, it was me drinking too much alcohol. Right. Yeah. These days, way too much coffee to be talking about what we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm pretty fired up on coffee, too. I was going to work out before this, and then I was like, nah, I'm just going to sit and watch ESPN and drink coffee, because Wimbledon's on, so I had to watch. Um, yeah, you're gotta, a classy guy. You I'm a watch Wimbledon. big tennis guy. So, Caitlin, I would ask you how you're doing, but we've we've already talked for about 35 minutes before we started yeah, let's, recording. Let's just go ahead and get to let's, the episode. Let's get into yeah? it. We're, we're talking sure. about... We're talking about UFOs this week because UFOs, they're on and popping right now. They're a thing. They're big news. Everyone everyone keeps saying, oh, the go- it's going to happen. The government's going to tell us UFOs are real. And then the Pentagon put out that UFO report and it's like nine pages and they're like, eh, we don't know. Who knows? UFOs are like Keanu Reeves. They've always been around, but for some reason in the last few years, everybody's like the greater population is talking about how awesome they are. Yeah, those Navy UFO videos were UFOs John Wick. They yeah, they brought like, them screaming back into the public consciousness. People are like, wait, this is rad. And every other paranormal enthusiast for the last 30 years has been like, uh-huh, we know. Yeah, we know. I have known UFOs are rad since Bill and Ted. That's the best way I know how to say this. I've I've always loved I've always been fascinated by UFOs, not to what's, the degree that I am now, but what's not to be fascinated by UFOs? I mean, yeah. I remember early on thinking about them, and then I had like a weird like uh, introduction into the topic because of my fundamentalist background. There oh, is sure. This whole the Nephilim theory of aliens. You know about this? Which one is that? They're fallen angels. They are. Sure. Yeah. That got that came to Earth after the flood. Comes up on ancient aliens. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So that's that's how I was given the topic of aliens as a genuine reality. So <laughs> I don't. I just really want to like just sit with that for a second because nobody in my family was ever like, "There's no, no, Caitlin, like that. That didn't happen. Nobody ever did that to me." Yeah. For me, my parents just had no qualms about taking me to any movie ever. So I saw no. like the Close Encounters movies in theaters when I was a kid. So I, I got I got that intro very young. But I was like. They were like, it's real and it's in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's a oh. little bit different. And then what was weird is like I left all of that. And the more I thought about aliens, they still fit in on some level. I was like, well, how, wh- maybe. 
Like, yeah. sure. But in the last eight years, do we want to say? Yeah, I mean, definitely since 2017 when that first batch of Navy videos came yeah. out. But yeah, I like I would say even since the incident we're talking about today. It seems like UFOs have really made a comeback because even like we did an episode about Roswell on the conspiracy pod recently. And I don't think a lot of people realize that was big, big news for about four days after it happened. And then no one gave a shit again until like the late 70s when people started writing books about it. So UFOs, like they've always been kind of a science fiction thing. And then it's like really a recent development where we're like, oh shit, they're, they're real. Okay. That's interesting. I also, I also think there's just like a vernacular divide in the conversation because for a long time we were talking about alien life forms. And then the conversation about unidentified flying objects is technically a different conversation, which we're not going to, we don't have to get into right now, but Oh, it, um, it is, though. Like, if you look at yeah. early UFO files from the government, they don't even suggest that aliens might be flying these They're things. not saying the A word. Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, that's, I, and I feel like that is on its own an interesting, like, we could do a whole episode on talking about the, the separate conversations involved in that. Um, but I think the other thing that's fairly obvious is just the, you know, unconscious understanding that since the 70s, definitely into the 80s, and certainly into the 90s, average people had the capacity and the ability and access to record things on film for the first time on their own. Right. You know, it wasn't, you didn't need a news crew or you didn't have to have a really nice camera to get this stuff, which is if you, what's cool is you look at the Phoenix Lights footage and it's like your classic 90s home video right. POV. So I think, I think the interest also increased with just the general confidence of people to be able to tr capture it if the moment should arise. So yeah, there's a, yeah. a UFO researcher named Leon Davidson, and I did a bunch of research into him recently. And the UFO incident that finally convinced him UFOs are real is one that doesn't get talked about a lot. But if you Google it, you can find the video. And that's the thing that convinced him is this one was on video and that's very hard to fake. Yeah. Especially in the fucking 1950s. Yeah. And it's, it's the, uh, Tremonton UFO video. If you go on YouTube, you'll find it. It happened in Utah. And I forget why the guy was filming, but he had one of those crude fucking 1950s video Weaponized, cameras. Like a weapon size. Yeah. You could kill people with those things. And he managed, like he saw this thing out his window and he filmed it. And the hmm. videos, it's a daytime video, which is most interesting, but it is interesting, but yeah. So let's get into this now that we've kind of given a good preamble to our sitch. We're, we're talking about the Phoenix lights or the Arizona lights. You see them called both. I think Arizona is more accurate because this didn't just happen in Phoenix. It's right. just that the one that involves Kurt Russell did. I love that Kurt Russell comes up in this. I can't wait to get to that part. I, I, here's, we could do a whole separate, maybe not pretty scary, but I would love a deep dive into that plane ride that was happening. But we'll get we'll get into it. We'll we'll talk about it. So the Phoenix Lights. This happened March thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. So a week shy of my birthday was a series of UFO sightings across Arizona, New Mexico, and Sonora, which is 
of course, the Mexican state bordering Arizona and New Mexico. I didn't need to tell anyone that. We all knew. Yeah, we've all been. There is uh, I have the shirt. Yeah. There is video of this incident. We'll link to it. There's a lot of video of it. I mean, a lot well, of video. It's it's. I don't know if it's so much that it's a lot, but it's video that's been seen a whole bunch. I think it's a lot of video considering a sighting. I yeah. don't know another yeah. like uh, pervasively covered event. Yeah, it like was. That. Hold on one second. Sure. I had to turn my cans up. Mm. Yeah. The the thing that's interesting about this is just the sheer number of people who saw it. Thousands of people reported yeah. seeing this thing. And it was uh, various types of lights. There was a, a triangular formation of lights that seemed to pass over Arizona and then there were stationary lights in the Phoenix area, which is why they're sometimes called the Phoenix lights. The Phoenix lights just sounds cooler, too. Well, I was going to say, let's just, I mean, it's it just sounds better. And I also think it's significant because it happened over a major city. It's it just that yeah. is more significant in more than anything else, because you could have conversations, as, I mean, especially in the Southwest. If you're looking at the Southwest and you're talking about air air pollution, there are vast parts of the Southwest that have very little air pol- air pollution. And if you look right. up, you're, you're going to see things. Are you seeing UFOs? Maybe, I don't know, but you're also going to be seeing more airplanes you've ever seen in your life and stars and everything. The fact that these lights were shining over Phoenix is important because it says that they were low enough to pass through air pollution. And right. I think that's the most important right. point to make about the location of where this happened. Yeah, and you're going to get light pollution, which is... The, exactly. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot like it's like how you can barely see stars in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, so if they you if see they saw... stars, Caitlin, but oh, not that kind of star. Whoa, you silly man. I saw Don Cheadle once, not to brag. I saw Sharon Stone screaming at her assistant in the car next to me once. And it was my favorite celebrity sighting of all time. Oh, my, um, my favorite was I saw Eddie Murphy at a restaurant called Raw, but. Oh, that's great. I watched Harrison Ford eat a steak. Come to LA, people. Hey. Uh, That's what I mean, though, is that it whatever they saw was below the light pollution barrier. I don't think that's the right term, but you know what I'm saying? There's like a limit. (laughs) If you have a certain level of light light pollution, you can't see past. Yeah. Yeah. Light pollution. And like you said, just regular pollution. Like, again, look, stand in the mountains over LA on the wrong day and it's going to look like a bomb went off everywhere it's not pretty it's la has to be the most disappointing place to visit as a tourist oh yeah yeah go to hollywood for a vacation sometime you are going to (sighs) be greatly disappointed don't go if you're going to come to california go to big sur go to go to san francisco san francisco san diego is better go to san diego yep hollywood is nothing to see unless you're working and trying to get from one point to another point that's only 15 miles away that'll take you 90 minutes yeah it's not it's hot it's sad yeah it's not fun it's not fun fun. here don't come here everyone lied to you yeah so thousands of people see these lights the air force claims that the stationary lights were flares dropped from a military jet during training at a nearby base and i say no they weren't but Okay. Why do you say no, they weren't? Well, we'll get into it on oh, the, yeah, that's true. We are getting the okay, next you're right. episode, you're right. which we'll talk about at the end. But mostly just the way, because in the the reality show episode we're covering next time, they that's the first thing they bring up is if these were flares. And they show these flares dropping, and they drop. 
They don't like just they don't float. They don't glide. They don't there, take their yeah. time. No. There were similar stationary lights reported in 2007 and 2008. These were explained to be flares from military aircraft in one case and flares attached to helium balloons in the other. But this is 10 years after the initial Phoenix lights. So it was probably someone just, I mean, obviously it was someone funning on the the 10th anniversary because it would have been back in the news again. Yeah. So the first sighting was a V-shaped object about the size of a Boeing 747, which made loud rushing wind sounds, had six lights on its leading edge, and moved across the sky. This was in Prescott, Dewey, Arizona. The second sighting was a police officer who saw a cluster of red and orange lights moving across the sky, four leading and a fifth following behind. It appeared to him that each light consisted of two separate sources. Following these two sightings, there were multiple reports of light clusters in triangular formation over Prescott, Arizona. Witnesses observed that large portions of the starry sky behind the lights was blocked out, leading them to believe the objects emitting the light were solid. I guess that stands to reason. Two Prescott witnesses described the lights as red, with the exception of the light at the point of the triangle, which was white. Another report describes the lights as being in a triangle with the point of the triangle at the directional lead. The three lights closest to the point were more tightly clustered, and the last two were further spaced at the outer ends, at what boy, this is a lot of detail from people. Yep. At one point, one of the end lights moved up and joined the first three before returning to its position at the end. Then governor of Arizona, and I'm sorry, you can't be governor and have this name, Fife Symington. That <laughs> sounds like a witness protection program. Name. Yeah, it sounds like a movie. Uh, my name is Fife Symington. Yeah, Fife Symington. Fife. Fife. Like Fife. like the rapper from A Tribe Called Quest. Short for Fifle. Also witnessed the Prescott lights, though he did not say so publicly until 2007, describing it as otherworldly. So well, what do we think about these lights? The, the level of detail from people is crazy. I don't see why they this many people would. OK, they saw something. So that's that to me is a foregone conclusion. I don't, I don't think you can argue that there were lights over the state of Arizona that night. Um, it's just, right. There's too many accounts. It's like, you know, so then we get into the conversation of what did they see? I, I, I just the, the size of the craft that they're talking about compared to the sound that it made or didn't make. We don't make those yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what else to say. It's like, you know. Yeah, that's. That's the thing. We don't make those, but that is always what I lean toward is that this is something the military was working on. Of course. I, I understand. I, you can never rule that out. You know, um, I just don't, I don't think that's what it, what it was. It, it just wasn't, I don't know. It just feels the, the other thing is there's such a long, rich history of all kinds of sightings in that part of the country. And it's not just UFOs. It's not, that's a, that's a whole other episode. Like weird right. Arizona is a different conversation. So I, I'm bringing a lot of things into context here that may or may not have bearing on our specific topic, but it's just such a rich area for strange sightings yeah. that it's, it's hard for me to discount either, I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying it definitely is something. No, we're not trying to kill anyone's on. fun, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We are, but it's, it's a weird night. They had a weird night in Arizona. And it, I mean, the, the shape of it, 
sounds kind of like the Stealth Bomber, but we had the Stealth Bomber by 1997. And the Stealth Bomber is really loud. Like, really, really, really loud. So maybe they made a quieter one. Oh, wait. The Stealth Bomber was introduced April 1997. Hmm. And this, uh, one of these was described as being very loud. Yeah, so that's true. One of them was described as being very loud. It, uh, it made a loud rushing wind sound and had six lights on its leading edge. Oh, that's right. Well, that does sound like a stealth bomber. V-shaped object. Other, I'm thinking of the other sightings that I've read in the past, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so, a few different ones. There's yeah. There's one that happens in Phoenix that's very weird. Yeah. That we'll get to. But yeah, this does kind of sound like it might have been the stealth bomber, because the stealth bomber, this, this happened March 18th, 1997. The stealth bomber debuted April 1997. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they were like, well, we better... <laughs> show people this airplane that we made or how has this never come up? I feel like I've, I've read about the Phoenix lights a whole bunch and never have I seen that addendum that says, Oh yeah. The stealth bomber came out a month after one of these incidents. Because it's no fun, Adam. I know. And that's, that's what gets under my craw about a lot of conspiracy theory podcasts. I know. Because I know. if you're, if you're one of those, I'm just presenting the evidence and letting you decide for yourself. You got to present the evidence also the evidence, yeah. that makes it possible that it's not real. Like I, I said, this specific sighting, I think I'm carrying different sightings into my head while I'm talking about this when there are so many strange, we're going to cover some other stuff in Arizona, but that sounds like an airplane to me. Yeah. This one, I, I would, I would lean toward it being something the military was working on, but either way, they're not going to, especially hovering, hovering is hard though. I do want to say that. Like, that's not... Anyway, we could get a whole... That's a whole other thing. I like that Hovering, this is... Hovering's hard. That's going to be our shirt. I like that this basically got leaked. Like, music would start doing just a couple years later. Stealth Bomber came out a month early. Someone's like, fuck! This is where, this is where Taylor Swift gets all of her marketing ideas. Phoenix Lights. <laughs> So let's talk about the second set of incidents. I, I like the second set of incidents more. Can I say that? Is that a weird way to, I don't know. No. I'm more, I'm more excited about what comes next. For fuck's sake, it's the one that involves Kurt Russell. Like, of course it's the better one. Yeah. So in this incident, several witnesses near Phoenix saw what appeared to be five lights in an arc shape, but they realized the lights were moving toward them. They, they began to see it take the shape of a V and the space between the lights appeared to increase as the light got closer. They were able to identify it as being in a 60 degree carpenter square shape. It came so close that it appeared to be coming down their street at a height of only at 100 to 150 feet at a pace so slow it was silent and appeared to hover. That is not a stealth bomber. That's what I'm talking about. When you get into quiet, slow movements, we don't do that yet. There isn't a, we do not do that. Like I, I, I anyway. And I, the fact that I'm it was. passionate about this. It's like, I get annoyed when P, this part of the sighting gets lumped into the, the actual Arizona or the Phoenix lights. Cause it's like, yeah. no, there's this sighting is the weird one. Yeah. This one, especially the part where it's at a height of only a hundred to 150 feet. And silent. Yeah. A, that's no. <laughs> yeah. That that's, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I like to explain to people is like, we, 
helicopters are the only thing we have that hover. Yeah. And those are and not think quiet. about how loud a helicopter is and all the machinery that goes into making a helicopter a helicopter. Yeah. Very weird. Very. It's awesome. This is a very strange. Even sign. drones aren't quiet. I also want to bring that up. No. You can hear a drone from 100 feet up. Yeah. If you've ever played with a drone, there's like a sound to it. And you're like, oh, that's a drone. And, and they didn't have drones in 94. Not not. Well, 97. No, I'm sorry, 97. They didn't have pedestrian drones. Like you couldn't, Adam and I couldn't go buy a drone in 97. Yeah, they they didn't have them. Again, it could be a thing the military was testing, but these, like this doesn't sound like a drone for one thing. No. And the, the really famous video of the Phoenix Lights, they're still moving in ways drones don't move. Like there's one that jumps Basically, yeah. it's very strange. Uh, so back to this incident, it it passed this first set of witnesses who see it, and it continues to head toward Phoenix, where the party's at. Witnesses <laughs> in nearby Glendale, Arizona, which is very, very famous. Yeah. Glendale, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona. It's uh, right next to Burbank. Uh, yeah. Soon afterward, they saw it pass overhead at a higher altitude high enough to be partially obscured by thin clouds. There were multiple witnesses in Phoenix as well who described clusters of light or stars hovering over the area for as much as two hours. Photos of both the earlier incidents at Prescott and Dewey and the later incidents at or near Phoenix exist, but nearly all of them are of the second set of incidents, and they were all taken with commercially available cameras and camcorders, so... It's not like scientific looking video. I don't know that there's not video of it being a hundred feet above those people. Like I would, I would remember that video if there was like clear video of an actual UFO passing a hundred feet overhead. I will say that I don't think, I don't think it's any large, in any large governmental powers interest to have any footage or any photo of anything out there that they can't explain that would also that also is displaying technology that that they don't have. No no major power world power is going to be comfortable admitting that. So I just want to say that I I just oh, if yeah. there were if there were images or videos of that that might we're we're not going to see them. So there you go. No, not the good ones. The people who get the good video get rounded up and imprisoned at Area Fifty One. So. Let's talk about some of the possible explanations. Most explanations break the sightings up into two distinct incidents, Prescott, Dewey, and Phoenix, which is what we did also because we're very, very scientific on this podcast. Instinctively, they're separate, though. Well, of course, they happen in different places and they are describing different things. Yeah, but they don't even sound. Yeah, exactly. They, They just thematically, there's a difference. I think it's just that they happened like all relatively at the same time. Or on the same well, night. MUFON has a term for clusters of sightings and they call it a flap. A flap? So they call it a flap. So I like this that. Is, this is a this is all part of the same flap. Same flap, different chapters. <laughs> same flap, different toys. They call it, yeah. Some people suggest that the variations in witness details mean multiple different objects were present in a given area, but the more common agreement is that this is normal subjective variation among the witnesses and should be regarded as only two distinct events. Well, yeah, I think it is two distinct events. Prescott, Dewey, and Phoenix. It's different days. Are they, Were they? Di- yeah, they were different days, weren't they? Yeah, it's a whole day. It's the, it's the next day, I think. It's like not the same day. The 
a lot of people believe that the first event has no provable explanation, though there is some evidence it may have been airplanes, possibly from the Maryland National Guard. There don't seem to be records of any planes in the area at the time, but the Maryland National Guard jets and their activities were classified at the time. So again, that first one could have been a stealth bomber. What the hell is Maryland doing? I know. See, that's the other thing. What what was the Maryland National Guard? Well, D.C., Maryland. Doing in Arizona. Well, yeah, I guess. So more to that, more on that, on that beat, you know, it's possible. It's yeah. totally, that's, look, that's the most reasonable explanation. The most reasonable explanation is that the government was testing technology that they don't have, you know, it's an R&D program. We don't have, we don't get to, that's how they do this stuff. They put it in private contract detail. They don't do it technically under the, the umbrella of things that can be FOIA'd. So right. there you go. With that said, I just don't think we're that smart. Oh, I, I, th- don't, think we, I don't think we're that advanced. The the second sighting, I don't. No, I not don't. the second one. But yeah, the, 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 f- the first one, we, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a theory that this could have been a prank by people at Prescott's Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University Flight Training Program. Well, no. Well, the, what, what, no. what would be the point of pulling a prank and never being like, yeah, that was us? Well, there are... Th- okay, so pranks, quote-unquote, theater of the mind, using my quotation hands, um, that's a really popular cover-up tactic by the press that oh, yeah. the government utilizes all the time. The problem is... There was no history of pranks in the past at that scale. And if people were flying that low, that low as a joke, that the, the, the fallout of that would have made news. Oh yeah. There's just no way. There's no way. And, and the sound that they heard would not have been the same. It would have been like, (laughs) yeah, you would, especially like, you know, it's just, not no. The uh, the second event has been covered more by the media, it, most likely because there's way more video and photo evidence of this one. Star power. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. Don't you worry. I'm so fucking excited to talk about Kurt Russell. The, the U.S. Air Force explained the second event as being due to flares falling slowly from A-10 warthogs on training exercises. I On the next episode, we'll, we'll, someone actually tested this theory and it doesn't it doesn't look the same it doesn't look like anything what these people described no so i don't know i take that for what it's worth flares dropping look like a flare dropping they're being dropped right so think of something dropping that's the speed that's the grace that's that's what it looks like there is no slow uniform circular then into a square thing happening with flares that are dropping the flares don't have little engines on the back of them it doesn't make any sense i don't even know no, it, ma- it makes no sense especially with them being in the formation they were and like holding that formation no. the whole time that's it's not not a i thing. know what they're talking about. i mean we're going to cover this in the next episode you can and it does look weird when you see airplanes dropping flares but they don't fall slowly. That's the biggest point that I want to make is they, they, and they don't look like big balls. Like anyway, it looks like a flare dropping. (laughs) That's that's it. The explanation for them appearing to go on and off, which was another thing witnesses reported that they would turn on and off was that they were sometimes sinking behind the Sierra Estrella mountain range. And these kind of flares have a visibility of 50 to 70 miles in the conditions in question. 
and hundreds of miles in perfect conditions, which would fit the range of observation in Phoenix. So why don't people see them more? Yeah, we would see them all the time. Like, it's it's the same thing. The, the thing that bothers me the most about Roswell is the suggestion that the guy who initially found the debris would not be able to look at a weather balloon and recognize it. His job was launching yeah. weather balloons. He did it every day. People in that area regularly found weather balloons in their yards. He would have known if he was looking at a fucking weather balloon. I would have known if I was looking at a weather balloon. Anybody would know if they're looking. Roswell is a very like frustrating topic. Caitlin, we'll do yourself a favor. Head to Vimeo and search for, ooh, is it called Incident at Roswell? It's a TV movie from the 90s starring Kyle MacLachlan and Martin Sheen. Wow, what a couple about of About the Roswell Prime. incident. And it is really good actually let's, let's cover it we did on consi- we did a conspiracy oh, episode right. about it ah bummer it's i mean i like i wouldn't mind you watching it and we talk about it again actually it's it's so it's it's real it's funny in parts martin sheen just like hangs out and leers in the background for 95 percent of the movie that's like, worth the price of admission peeking, alone peeking out at kyle mclaughlin from behind bushes and shit it's have you ever been to movie. the roswell museum yes god such great vibes hi we're two non-doctors i'm liz mealy i'm maria shahada we have a podcast i don't know how we got it well we're comedians we stopped getting actual stage time so we turned to the internet we Um, have a lot of questions about health we talk about what we want to know more about and then we ask our fans to tell us if we're right and we're very rarely right we're never right we've been learning a lot through google our first episode is about maria having misophonia to me discussing dyslexia stuff that people feel like they know a little bit about and want to know more about to us discovering stuff neither of us knew much about like ASMR. My mom's on the show. My mom is a veterinarian. I'm pretty sure she's going to replace us at some point. We are on the Unpops Network. They saw our potential and was like, we think someday you guys will actually have value. (laughs) Which is an unpopular opinion. (laughs) Two non-doctors. Don't Don't listen listen to us. (laughs) Seriously, guys, we don't know what we're talking about. So now let's talk about Governor Fife Symington's account. Fife, gold! Oh, Fife Dog. In a 2007 interview with Prescott, Arizona's Daily Courier, you ever read it? Every day. Use code on POPs at checkout to save 15% on your annual subscription. Here's, Here's the quote. I'm a pilot, and I know just about every machine that flies. It was bigger than anything that I've ever seen. It remains a great mystery. Other people saw it. Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. So... There's there's that. He had earlier said it was enormous and inexplicable. Who knows where it came from? A lot of people saw it, and I saw it too. It was dramatic, and it couldn't have been flares because it was too symmetrical. It had a geometric outline, a constant shape. Hmm. That's a governor talking. I mean, sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger's been a governor. Ronald Reagan was a governor. Like, that's not necessarily a title that comes with a lot of prestige, but still. I think. It matters when people who are part of public office validate these things. 
I, I just do. I mean, I think, think the other thing to take into consideration that rarely gets talked about is there are people every day that have strange paranormal experiences and they are traumatized by them. It's not like, not everybody bounces back and is like, oh my God, I had this really, it's, it's not always like that. And what happens is they have these experiences and they don't have anybody to talk about them with. And if they do, they're told that they're crazy or to shut up or to stop talking about it. So I think it's good when people like this come forward and share this experience yeah. because it helps people to know that they're not alone in this, you know? And, you know, if the government is testing this shit and making people feel crazy, we should at least acknowledge that they saw something. <laughs> right. You know? God. Yeah. Well, especially like the, the half of this that seems like it might have been the stealth bomber. Once the stealth bomber's out, then just go back and be like, hey, 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 that, that thing that you all think was UFOs, it was, a, it was just the stealth bomber. We just didn't want to tell you that was a thing. But now everyone knows we have it, so it's fine. I don't know if people would believe them. Like, I barely believe the government in most situations, but it wouldn't be the worst thing to do. But I just feel like these tactics of, like, it was a prank or whatever, it, it, it's all so rooted in humiliation and gaslighting. Yeah. The least they could do is just say, which they're finally saying now, not even directly connected to any event specifically, like, okay, maybe there's some stuff we can't explain at Pig and Night. <laughs> That's basically what that report was. Yeah, that's what that Pentagon report basically is. We're basically right back to where we were in 1953 when a really famous UFO panel report came out and they were like, yeah, we don't know what some of them are, but you're fine. It'll be fine. It's like, are you sure? Are you sure we're going to be fine? Seems like a leap. So uh, Fife Symington also said he reached out to... Fife Symington. Oh, Fife. He got... Fife Symington. What a name. I'm done, but man, it's like a Stephen King character, Fife Symington. (laughs) He said he reached out to Luke Air Force Base and talked to the General of the National Guard and uh, the head of the Department of Public Safety, and they were also perplexed as to what that was. And in response to the Flair's explanation, he said, as a pilot and a former Air Force officer, I can definitively say that this craft did not resemble any man-made object I'd ever seen And it was certainly not high-altitude flares because flares don't fly in formation. I'm Fife Symington. Good job, Fife. He added that at the end. I like Fife. Can we talk about Kurt Russell, Caitlin? Can we? Can we start a whole podcast about Kurt Russell? That's my question. He, as it turns out, was the first pilot to report the Phoenix Lights. That's right. Of course Kurt Russell is a pilot. In real life. I mean, if you fly that many movie planes, eventually you're just going to be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to learn. He's such a babe. And he's got to be better at it than Harrison Ford because he's not crashing into golf courses annually. My God. What if. Get out of the way of my plane. What if Harrison Ford is just trying to die and every time he's got some monkey paw curse that got him the Star Wars role. He's, yeah, he's, they're like, all right, we'll give you Star Wars, but you're never going to die. And he's like, oh, great. Sounded good in my early 20s. <laughs> so in a 2015 BBC interview, Kurt Russell said he had been the pilot who first reported the sighting. He had been flying his son Oliver to go see his girlfriend and saw six lights in a uniform V shape over the airport as they approached. Oliver saw them as well and said, Papa, what are those lights next to us? Here's- <laughs> 
here's the thing. There is a quote from Kurt Russell out there where he's talking about this story. And he says his son said, Pa? They all call him that. I know way too much about celebrity life involving the the Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn universe. And they do all call him Pa. (laughs) Papa, what are those lights? Papa, I know we're on our own private aircraft and we're all out of grapes, which is terrible. But Are are those glowing orbs grapes, Papa? Do you by any chance see those lights hovering, Papa? Russell responded that he didn't know, son. And that was what prompted him to call them in. You know, it's like when Charlize Theron is on an interview and she's talking in her in her like actual South African accent. I'm so disoriented because she's never using it in anything she's ever in. Oh, so yeah. It's like the opposite of Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson just lost it. He did. His his Australian accent doesn't exist anymore. So Kurt Russell said that afterwards, he didn't think much about this until a few years later when Goldie Hawn was watching a TV show about it. That is that that is what being rich is like. That's right how cool there. he is. Yeah, like that's like you're so you have so much going on, so much cool shit going on in your life. That you saw a fucking UFO while flying your son to visit his girlfriend in a private jet like the coolest goddamn dad on the planet. Ever. And then you and your kids see a UFO and you're both like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That We did see that UFO right next to us as we flew over Phoenix. Also, how did how did this flight happen where the son is like papa i would like to go see my lady friend that's where rich people live it's not that i i it's it, it's like driving a kid down the street or whatever taking your i don't know you got an airplane you use it you if i had fly. an airplane i would use it i wouldn't not use my airplane that's what kobe bryant used his helicopter for he commuted to the staples center using a helicopter same with john denver mm-hmm and Patsy Cline and all these other people. And let me tell you, when I become world famous, it's commercial jetliners for me. I'm not getting in a private plane ever. Yeah. I mean, there. I could see there being a point where I, like, if I was rich enough, I'd be like, oh, I'm not flying. If you need me, give me a week's notice. I need a, a bus. And a train ticket. And I mean the yeah. train with the shower in your cabin and the bed. No, no, we're going to do nice pl- yeah. train trips, Adam. When we go on our world slash country slash international tour, it'll be all by train and boat. So one last bit about Kurt Russell, which I feel like really conflicts with his aloof attitude about this situation. He likened the moment to close encounters of the third kind. Has he seen close encounters of the third kind? Because that guy is freaked the fuck out. And Kurt Russell is like, I don't. Some yeah, fucking I, lights next to me. Oh, man. He just was like giving him. A, I bet he like gave him the thumbs up. Oh, hell yeah. Hell you know yeah. What I mean, and like I bet they gave, gave him the thumbs up back with all their thumbs. They probably left after that. They were like, you know what? It's what we were looking for. <laughs> we came here looking for <laughs> intelligent life. We found Kurt Russell. We're blown away. Yeah. Beyond expectation. We're good, guys. We're not yeah. coming back for a long time. Back to Phaeton 1308 or whatever planet. They, I whatever we Scientology-themed planet they came from. I know we were thinking of blowing up all those people down there, but if they could make a Kurt Russell, they are worth something, okay? Let's just give them some more time. Let's let, <laughs> them, let's let them see if they can figure something out. So there's two schools of thought here, obviously. One is that this is still a mystery because the, the flares don't account for the V-shape. Uh, government Governor Fife Symington's account maintains that it was a mystery, and he feels... The flares explanation is in, 
sufficient. Five Symington. Five I've Never got you have to say the name a couple times. Have you seen the film Phoenix Forgotten? I love Phoenix. Okay to go. I'm okay to go. <laughs> when they made a contact joke, I was like, these kids are all right. And I know they didn't yeah. make, like write the movie, but it made me like that girl. Yeah. Phoenix Forgotten is great. It is. It's real. It's I a would great little found footage movie. I would suggest people check it out. It's based on the Phoenix Lights. It's about a girl who uh, her brother like disappeared during the Phoenix Lights incident. And so 20 years she goes yeah, back. I don't remember everything. I All I remember is coming away from that feeling movie feeling like, OK, OK, <laughs> sure. That, that was fun. That was fun. Honestly, like I'm just at a point in my life where if the movie ends and I can ask myself, are you entertained? I really leave it at that. I, I used to pick movies apart. I only do that now if at the end of the movie, I ask myself, was I entertained? And I say no. Because yeah. then I could go back and tell you everything that the movie did wrong. Yeah. But now. Nothing's wrong Phoenix with for, Phoenix, Phoenix Forgotten. Phoenix Forgotten is great. It's great. So the the school of thought that says this wasn't a mystery. Uh, UFO sightings are fairly common in the Phoenix area. There's yeah. reports of strange lights all the time. The The UFO skeptical explanation is of the first incident is that it was airplanes sure. in keeping with the account of witness Mitch Stanley, an amateur astronomer who observed the lights through a large Dobsonian telescope and felt certain that the way each light was made up of two sources indicated they were coming from planes flying very high. And again, that's that's the incident that could have been the stealth bomber. So fine. You okay. win this one, skeptics. We're it's gonna be so. It, there's too much mounting at this point. Like it's yeah. Maybe like, maybe we didn't get them that night, but you can't convince me that they didn't have like that they don't exist anymore. I'm well, way beyond that. Well, yeah, and it still doesn't explain the Kurt Russell incident. He would have known if that was a stealth bomber that he and he and Junior saw out the window of their the process private that plane. So differently, I was like, "You're right. You can't explain Kurt Russell. How is he possible?" <laughs> <laughs> that too, you know. That's really where I went. I was like, "He's right." If, <laughs> if aliens are definitively not real, explain Kurt Russell. I think it's clear. That because they encountered Kurt Russell, they decided not to blow up planet Earth. That's clearly what happened. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. So, yeah. The, Solved it. The flares thing keeps coming up. The, the, the unexplained V, they claim, can be explained by the fact that it was never reported who was flying the planes. Nothing uh-huh. unusual on the radar was reported was reported according to Luke Air Force Base, and it wouldn't have been unusual for five planes in formation to be flying outside Luke Air Force Base restricted areas at high altitude. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. You can't say that it explains something away because things weren't reported, right? That's what you just said? Yeah. That's what that says? See, this is this is the kind of thing that I just can't stand. It's like, well, it's like it's basically them being like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you're correct. It doesn't mean you're annoying. Like, I don't know. That's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. And then there, there was... Soup. It's weird. There was a 2008 incident that almost certainly was a hoax. A guy came forward and said he had tied road flares to helium balloons and launched them in one-minute increments, which gave them the appearance of hovering in the sky and then disappearing one by one as the flares went out. But in this case, the objects moved in the same direction as the wind. Uh, They moved consistent with being individual objects. So that one was probably a hoax. But that's fine. You ain't ain't getting no lies out of Kurt Russell. Why would Kurt Russell lie to us? He has no reason. 
to lie. What, he needs a thrill? He, he, he needs he the needs, adrenaline rush? No. He, he needs the money? He was already flying his private plane. Yeah, he was flying a private plane. So, so <laughs> I think he's good there. It's not like he's hoping for those royalties on his self-published Amazon book. I don't know why I'm picturing him flying like just a in like a, like a World War II plane with like nothing covering his. That's what I'm. That's what I'm imagining. I, I for some reason was picturing him flying like an empty commercial plane, like just <laughs> his kid, like Air Force One. Sp- yeah, splayed out across three seats. But no, he was probably in like one of those doctor killers. I'm imagining like some Indiana Jones plane where he's got like this scarf and those goggles, you know, and he's like giving him a high five and his dad's like, do you see that? I see it, son. Leave at him. Like, that's what I'm imagining. It's like way too much magic going on when really it was probably just like, yeah, like, you know, he's smoking a cigar. Oh, I think a cigar is present in all of our fantasies about this. Correct. You remember when Patrick Swayze survived a plane crash and at the scene, I remember reading this. They were like, he showed signs of intoxication. And then they finally figured out he had just been chain smoking through that entire ordeal and was (laughs) so high on nicotine that it actually made him high. If there's a time to chain smoke, it's it's that. You just bought a pack and now you're going to crash. You get those smoked before you go down. Yeah, you're going down with an empty pack of camels. That's what you're doing. Have you ever, I swear we'll wrap this up. I mean, we're we're talking about planes, basically. There's no reason to wrap this conversation up. It's a great conversation. Go on. Do you know the famous Chuck Yeager quote from- The uh, cockpit only shakes the hardest before it breaks the sound barrier. No, there was an incident where- I can't believe I know a Chuck Yeager quote, but- why do I know that? I only the cockpit. The cockpit shakes the most before it breaks the sound barrier. That's that's his quote. But go ahead. I know this quote because there's a Steve Earle album of the same name. Mm. Chuck Yeager was, I think, flying in war at one point, <laughs> yeah. and as uh, one does, another pilot in another plane got shot down, and sure. over the radio, he starts like screaming because he knows he's going to die. And Chuck Yeager gets on the radio and says, shut up and die like an aviator, which is not only a badass quote, it's a great album title also. And really good advice. Yeah, yeah. It's advice we could all take. Shut up and die like an aviator, everybody. (laughs) I'm not going to, if I'm ever in a plane and it's going down, what's the point in script? Like, I'm too analytical to be screaming or that's just not who I am. I feel like I might just start saying shut up and blank like an aviator in set, like <laughs> just start, just yeah. shut up and eat like an aviator. Yeah, exactly. Shut up and drink like an aviator. <laughs> yep. Shut up and sit like an aviator. I like this. It works in so I'm many just gonna, I'm situations. Just start yelling this at my son. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up and pee like an aviator. Shut up and clean your room like an aviator. Shut up and go to sleep like an aviator. <laughs> yeah. I think we got a new catchphrase to take with us through life. Shut up and do your homework like an aviator. (laughs) So many things. Shut up and eat your chicken nuggets like an aviator. This is good. Shut up and put extra mayonnaise on my sub like an aviator. Take it to retail with you, fast food places. Shut up and write my speeding ticket like an aviator. (laughs) That, I don't know. The next time I'm giving birth, I'm going to be like, shut up and come out like an aviator. The doctors will be like, what the fuck? It's perfect. It works so well. Shut up and do my nails like an aviator. It's going to be great. Should we should we shut up and end this podcast like an aviator? Like, like an aviator? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh on the next 
<laughs> so that's the Phoenix Lights. I I feel like we solved half of it, and the the other half, no one's ever going to solve. I, I hope everybody just enjoyed it because I don't know that we brought anything. <laughs> Yeah. conversation at all, but eh, you know, if Kurt Russell didn't know what it was, then none of us know what it was. We have no hope, but no, you know what? Final point. Kurt Russell saved earth. He did. Yeah. So that we know. Yeah. They were like, shit, that's the guy from the action movies. Get out of here. He's on to us. Big trouble. Little China. We got to get out of here. Oh, we were looking for Will Smith. Cut off the head. (laughs) The rest of it dies. That Shut is, up and act like an aviator. <laughs> that is who the aliens are going to come looking for. They've seen Independence Day. They're going to be like, take us to your leader, Will and Smith. Sig- Sigourney Weaver. Will Smith and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Uh, we call him the Fresh Prince down here. So I call her the Weaves. That's a good name. So we on have the, to stop. <laughs> we have to. We have to shut up and end this podcast like an aviator. So on the next episode, we're talking about... A early 2010s reality show that aired on sci-fi called Fact or Faked Paranormal Files. And the episode we're covering, in part, covers the Phoenix Lights. Yep. And they conduct a lot of experiments involving the explanations that people have used for this. And what they find is pretty interesting in... A lot of ways. And then the the first investigation, I remember seeing that when I was a little too high. And until they solve it at the end, I was like, what is happening? That is the weirdest video I've ever seen. If you watch it not high, you don't feel that way about it. I mean, it's it's strange. Like if it Oh, ha- it feel it's strange. It's just I we'll get into it. We'll get, we'll get into, into it. it. I got opinions. So uh, we're we're covering that. It's season one, episode one, if you want to watch it before the episode comes out. And uh, that's it. I think that's, that's it. it. That's, that's all. That's it. We did a lot. We did We did so much. We got so much done. Uh, this episode's going to be three different files for me to edit. That's fine. Uh, Caitlin, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? No. <laughs> yeah, I agree. What do you Let's want? Go. What do you want we from have, us? You please. know all the stuff. If you, we have to go. If you listen to this podcast, you know. All right. Thanks. Thanks or subscribe. Do I mean, something. It's, it's there. You can figure it out. You're smart. It's 2021. We're still partially locked down for the most part. You'll figure it out. I believe yeah. in you. Shut up and subscribe like an aviator. Shut up and give us a nice review on iTunes like an aviator. <laughs> yeah, I've lost hope for iTunes. It's fine. Whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Oh, my God.